Hi, Eric. Welcome. Hi, Nina. How are you? Many people are expecting a lot of distressed opportunities in China's property sector. Rani Chen, who is the chairman of Hong Kong Properties, said that his company is uh, building up their firepower in order to take advantage of China's distressed property opportunities. Is this something that you're also excited about? I think that there are going to be a lot of distressed situations in China. And um, uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting market uh, over the next two, three years. Um, I think that the challenge, as always, in uh, a distressed market or a market that is undergoing some pressure is uh, the usual um, phrase that investors use is that they don't want to catch the falling knife. In other words, they don't want to invest when it just because it's gone down and then immediately lose more money. Usually in our firm, we're trying to back groups that are kind of up and coming. But these days in China, we're actually talking to a number of groups who are very, very well established. Um, because even the very biggest players are trying to figure out how to play this difficult market in China. And um, the interesting thing about the Chinese situation for real estate is that there have been a variety of forms of domestic capital that have been available to developers. Obviously bank debt, but also the shadow banking system in China, domestic um, RMB-based private equity and private equity real estate funds, and of course, you know, the larger groups could go offshore um, and tap dim sum bonds or tap domestic or foreign equity markets. Now we've seen a, a, a situation in China where all of these different forms of capital are drying up at the same time. And I think that that presents groups like us and the investors that we work with with a, a very interesting opportunity to come in and finally sort of play a role as foreign capital. You've participated in the buyout of a distressed shareholder in a Chinese residential property project called Project Bibilos. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that deal worked? Sure. Um, we were working with a, um, a developer uh, who had a very good project, uh, a single 3,900 unit residential project in southern China on the coast. He had been originally financed by a Southeast Asian group, but the Southeast Asian group got into some trouble in the aftermath of the global financial crisis, and he saw the developer an opportunity to buy them out. So what we did is we worked with this developer uh, to uh, raise some money for him, again, in a structured way, whereby he would put his equity beneath the investors. The investors would get paid off first. They would get certain minimum IRRs. Um, and then once they were taken care of, they would share back some of the upside with this developer. And again, that's exactly what happened. How about some other industries in China? Where do you see attractive opportunities? Uh, I think a lot of uh, investors and investment banks are coming to the conclusion that China has kind of a two-speed economy at this point. Um, one speed of going very fast is things like e-commerce and healthcare. Um, and one thing going very s slowing down 
uh, is more basic industry, uh, steel, manufacturing, construction. Um, but again, we're a fairly contrarian firm. And we're looking at those areas where there's basic industry, construction, materials. We're seeing those businesses uh, at very good values. Now in the steel industry, um, the steel industry is tremendously distressed in China. It's got tremendous overcapacity. Uh, the government uh, desperately wants to consolidate this. But my view is that yes, steel is going to consolidate in China and there's going to be quite a lot of pain. There's going to be some bankruptcies, there's going to be some non-performing loans, there's going to be some distress. But ultimately, I believe that China is going to continue to be one of the most powerful and competitive steel producers in the world and that Chinese domestic steel consumption is still going to be huge. So it might you might have to to go through a three to five year cycle. Um, but if you can find the groups that are going to be the winners and bring them capital resources and also good strategy, help them build their management teams, the usual things which are required in building your great business, uh, you can get into that sector at such good valuation today because nobody likes it. Um, that I think that's a very interesting opportunity. What are the biggest risks in investing in this type of basic industries in China? The biggest risk for a foreign group is just trying to understand what's happening with the local politics. Um, you know, uh, it is a sector uh, that has both some big private companies but also some huge SOEs. Um, and it's just very challenging sometimes uh, for a, a foreign group like ourselves, even though we're based in Hong Kong and around the region, and trying to figure out um, you know, who, who the Chinese government wants to be the winners and who it wants to be the losers. Eric from Access Capital, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Nia.